on the highway of life <laughs> on a highway to hell <laughs> yep didn't take us less than 60 seconds to put for wilker to put us on the dark road again <laughs> welcome to moped outlaws with two polarities mark's exuberance and silliness and greg's exuberance and silliness is expressed through the interesting that sounded like one of those videos where they do like they, those, what is that called? AMSR. What is it? AMSR. AMSR. Yeah. Some acronym that I have no idea what it means except uh, audio masochism. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it just reminds us that whatever, whenever we think that there's nothing new under the sun, we're wrong. man i give those videos about three seconds and i'm like okay i'm moving on yeah there are kinds of those videos that i would give more than three seconds but that was last episode (laughs) this is episode 70 seven's a good number seven is a good number yes it is so we, we had a little conversation with Art, and Art has us doing something um, more, more fun. It's today we're, we're going to talk about what it means to play, and then we have a special surprise after that, which we won't uh, divulge. We hope time. it's special. Oh, it'll, it'll be, just be a surprise. <laughs> it'll be special. <laughs> have no fear, Wilker. Have no fear. Mark Went is guy, here. Scam Likely, is trying to call me again. All right, Scam Likely. <laughs> How would you like that to be your name, Scam Likely? <laughs> I'm thinking of changing my name. To Scam Likely. And no one will pick up my phone calls. No, <laughs> fucking Scam Likely. Or, or they'll just pick up all the scam calls. <laughs> oh, it's Mark again. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I say the word play, how do you play right now in your life? Greg. Um, I think this podcast is a form of play for me. Awesome. What else? Yeah. I feel very um comfortable and just kind of going wherever. Yeah. Playfulness. How important is playfulness to you? Do you notice that now that we're talking about it, do you notice that you don't have enough of it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's what I noticed. Me too. Me too. The first thing that came to mind when you said, how do you play? I thought of the video games I play on my phone. Yeah, that's and the good. The next thought was like, what a fucking waste of time. See, that's the thing. That self-critic is what gets in the way of us and our divine nature, which is when we're kids, play comes easy until someone tells us we're supposed to work hard. You're supposed to yeah. be paying attention. What are you doing? Right? But we're built to actually be joyful. And when we're in that state, we learn so much more and we're, we're capable of so much more creativity. See, but the play from childhood that I think of was very imagination, imagination oriented, or it was socially oriented or both where a game on the phone is neither. Doesn't have to be as long as it's fun to you. Fuck everyone else. We're talking about play. You get to define it. You get to have the fun. You want to have fun. Hmm. Right? So some people are into skiing. That's their place. You know, like we could just go down the list. Surfing. Surfing. But that's, I'm asking you, like I'm asking you and I have an expectation that you're going to ask me soon, but what do you, (laughs) what else do you do? Thank you for sharing out my expectations, of course, because in case you're wondering expectations of the roadmap and disappointment, but anyway, we're talking about play, not disappointment. So expectations are not playful. They can be depending on how you calibrate them. Mm. Like if I expect you to go like this, (laughs) 
And for those of you who, who are, are listening, I just pulled down his head and showed us his rear. I did kind of a peekaboo move with his bottom. He thinks it's my bottom, but it's just because I'm bald on my head, and he thinks he can't tell the difference. Greg's getting old; his vision isn't working as well. <laughs> well I did know. Are you saying my mouth looks like an anus? No, I'm saying for those who are only listening, we could say anything happened, and they would believe it. Well, and I think that's part of the fun. Like that's one of the things you like to do is you like to mess around with stuff and play with people's reactivity. That's true. Yeah. You like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> well, but you just get it, you get off on it. It may, it tickles your fancy. Well, there is something about it. That's for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I think one of the things that life does to adults is it wears down this part of us. And even, even some of the things like we mentioned, like maybe it's boating or maybe it's skiing or maybe it's, hiking or right. So what do you like to do for play? It's like, it's this thing that looks like it's supposed to look like, and it's supposed to be play, but are you laughing? Are you forgetting all of your troubles? Like, let's hope so. Right. (laughs) So what do you do for play? Um, let's see. Well, I play music. I'm working on not, I'm, I'm trying not to work on music so much, but my friend Tomas is always, Hey, let's learn this new solo. Blah, 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 blah. And the other day I was like, I want to, let me just play a longer improvised solo. And like, no, it's eight bars. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I work at playing at music. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, I play at, you know, how I am with my girlfriend Right. We have that thing where we have comedy Saturdays where we try to be funny with each other. Right. Mm, um, and since receiving this inquiry, um, I decided like, well, where else can I play more? And so I'm bringing that to this situation. Um, I don't really play in the garden, but I kind of play in the pool. I've been doing this cold dip in the mornings yeah. and, uh, that, that, I kind of play act. I imagine myself being, you know, submariner or I (laughs) like when I first learned this technique that I'm doing, it's the Tao of swimming. I was like 14. And so I I embodied the 14 year old self. It's like just learning. It's innocence. Very cool. Um, What else do I do? That's fun. Um, I I was hiking with my girlfriend the other day and we were, uh, there's this amazing new soccer field here in town I live in. And, it's fenced off. It's an, and it's not a real turf field. It's one of those fake turf fields, but it's big enough. It's a couple of soccer fields. So we walk around the perimeter of it. And we were doing this one Saturday while, um, all the little kids were playing their various games. And so there were different kids across the so- around just playing the soccer balls. And I was totally, and you know, excited and couldn't take my eyes off the, you know, the soccer game. Cause I played it when I was younger and a couple of times balls got away from these kids and they basically came right to me. And so I played by kicking it back to them fun. And then my knee hurt immediately. I'm like, Oh, I better not do this. You know? Cause I was starting to have fantasies of like, Oh, I should get back on the soccer pitch. And I'm like within a minute of just kicking a ball gingerly, my left knee, which has been having problems all year, just said, no, no, no. I could go right back to where you were, where you could barely walk. And it took six weeks to heal. Like, wow. no, no, no. So yeah. Um, what do I, what else do I do? I play at. Do you play with energy in your body? Ooh. Like for instance, your knee and you feel that you're like, okay, can I move energy in there? Can I shift the energy I'm currently feeling you know, I like that idea, and I wish I could say yes, but I'd be lying. I play with words. When you I get like, in the freezing pool, do you play with energy? Like, I am feeling this now. Can I breathe through this? Can I just feel it without at reacting? At first, I needed to. Now, I am just so accustomed to the sensations of it that the first thing that happens is playful. I get in, and I, I let out a sound. And sometimes the sound is, oh, my God. And sometimes <laughs> like... <laughs> you know, just kind of like just letting the energy loose because 
that initial interaction is full of energy. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, I'm, I'm bald. And for those of you who can't see, like I keep my head fairly shaved. And one of the things I do with this uh, morning ritual in the pool is I, I get very, very still and wait for the water to get calm again. And then I submerge all the way down and I swim to the underwater, holding my breath to the other end of the pool. And then I come up with as least amount of disturbance in the surface as possible. And I just think of myself as, the guy from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of play. It's like when we're kids, boys play, you know, role-playing games. Like I used to play Star Trek. I used to play, um, you know, Army Man. Um, what else? Um, I used to play Doctor, but again, that was last episode. <laughs> How old were you when you played Doctor. I cannot say. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, Halloween, the first Halloween party I went to with my girlfriend, we went to um, the Halloween party at One Taste in San Francisco. And I went as Dr. Love. <laughs> so I played doctor there. All right. Did you have a lot of patience? I did. In fact, I went around um, writing prescriptions for orgasm to every woman I met. Nice. Three tomorrow morning, four on Saturdays, and uh, once a week. And then uh, I need you to come in for your regular exam. Did anyone ask you for a little more assistance in that realm? Uh, yeah, and I've been living with her for the last seven years. All right. Nice. <laughs> That's playful. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't going to do Halloween. Yeah, I've been dating her for seven. I've only been living with her for four and a half. Let's oh, be accurate. to us. I did. I was playing. <laughs> See, I think liars play it off as playing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, like, the discipline you have for keeping your head well shaved is pretty amazing. Well, I don't want it to become a commercial because you guys have probably all seen this on Facebook ads already, but... No. Or maybe it's just me because I'm bald on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, thing, this thing is amazing. It's like, it's, it's the perfect thing to keep my head shaved. Um, yeah. I don't like razors. Razors are bad. They're no fun, but this is like, zzz, zzz, I actually enjoy it. And does it work on your facial hair as well? No, it doesn't work here. Who knows why? I actually use uh, a razor on my face. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess the hair follicles on the head are, softer than the facial follicles. I, I like that you just made up a word follicles. It's a follicle molecule. That's what it is. It's a follicle, it's a molecule. follicle molecule. Right, it's exactly. Peculiar pur pur purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I thought everyone knew that word. I thought it was a common word. Follicle? <laughs> yeah. There's all these words that, like, our friend Mike makes up once in a while. He sends a list out of words that are are not words we commonly know, but they have like new definitions. And here I am telling you about them, and I can't think of a good example. But the, they are basically words that sound like this should be a word, and then we make up a stupid um, kind of uh, <clears throat> meaning for them. So maybe maybe that's the thing we should do first for improv. Is I'll give you a, a, a nonsensical word that sounds like a real word. And then you have to define it. Okay. And you do one for me. We'll start with that. How's that sound? Sounds good. So we're going into that right now. We're going to reveal our big no. surprise. Oh, no, no. Okay. That's just a teaser. All right. But I was thinking that uh, Halloween is a very playful holiday. I think it's probably the most playful of all the holidays I can think of. But then I just thought of April Fool's. So I'd say April Fool's and Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is where we get to put on a costume and pretend, right? Which is part of the old play patterns. But there's also a lot of playfulness, like with decorating and jack-o'-lanterns and, yep. you know, and candy. And, yep, and part of what I was thinking of is this kind of curls back into the beginning. Like the expectations around Halloween and April Fool's are very light. There really aren't any. Or Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, you know, there's expectations that are hooked into those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Thanksgiving is, you know, family and. Right. 
you're supposed to be able to go to your mom's house and she's got a turkey for you, regardless of the fact that that's a such amount, a huge amount of work. Right. And it's painful for the turkey. It's painful for the turkey and it's painful for the women who basically it's like the hardest cooking work day you could possibly imagine. For, and and most, cult, most of our culture, it's all about the women who do it. It's like, Right. Now, there are people who love to create feasts and they thrive on that. And that's yeah, absolutely. Step absolutely. on their joy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think your thoughts about the low expectations of those holidays are insightful and point at a kind of wisdom that you have about life. Do you have any expectations coming up for Halloween? Hey, are you guys going to another great... You guys went to a killer Halloween party last Halloween. Don't know yet. Uh, I think this year Halloween is going to be messed up. It's going to be messed up because it's on a Monday. Yeah. And there's going to be people who can't wait. They can't handle it. They've got to throw a Halloween party on Friday the 28th. And it's going to be like, dude, it's a party, but it's not really Halloween. Like so, or maybe it will feel like Halloween. And then it's like, well, wait, someone's doing another party on Saturday and it's Halloween. But you know what? No one's going to throw a party on Sunday to the 30th because that's Sunday and it's not really Halloween. And so then we'll have Halloween. And it's going to be kind of like everybody's exhausted from all the parties Friday and Saturday. <laughs> and it, it'll just parents obligatory having to walk the neighborhood with their kids. Nah, it's going to be awesome. There's a special spot that I go to that I know it's going to be amazing. Is that where they had the squid games last year? Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. And I was there a couple times this week looking at people getting set up because it takes all week for them or a wow. month for them to get set up. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's funny because, you know, we all, if we're lucky, we live in a, an area where someone does an amazing Christmas decoration house, right? Like we all, if we're lucky. There's like one place that's like, Oh my God. Like, when did you start? I started after Halloween and they started decorating and, and it's like, you know, five different blow up Santas and 60 reindeer and gnomes and like, in, particularly in Nevada, there's a really good spot. And then also in Vallejo. Um, but it's not as true that there's necessarily a Halloween spot that, that, that we can find. Well, that spot in Nevada, because I don't know, it used to be pre-COVID when you used to go into the house. Yeah. They'd be working on the interior and he would set up the exterior with a bunch of Halloween stuff. Oh, I never saw it at Halloween. Yeah. Interesting. So, but I love that idea of playing through, you know, decorating and celebration. Right. Yeah. And my favorite Halloween places were the ones where you would go through some kind of gauntlet and you'd have to stick your hand in the, the bowl of brains or, you know, someone would jump out at you from, and there's a place here in, uh, um, but the Bahia, where they did a real, I don't think they did it this year. They did a really powerful haunted house that was a barn they converted and they built plywood mazes through it. And then they staffed it and it was really scary. Wow. Like really scary. And it was like, there was a whole thing at the, like, don't bring your little kid. Wow. Right. This is what, did they cool. have different times? Cause I know somehow had haunted houses are kid friendly from like 5 PM to seven. No, this one, not this one. Huh? And this it was one. out in the kind of out in the, the uh, boonies. You kind of have to Ooh. go out and park your car on a farm. Mm. And then you walk up to this and you, you know, everyone's hanging out and having fun. Right. So it's not like, scary you're isolated you're gonna die but it's you, you know when you get inside they really pulled all didn't pull any punches it was amazing and a couple of times the surprise wasn't detectable and it felt very threatening hey one of the best haunted houses experiences i had was in nevada city and they had this one room that was painted all white 
with black polka dots of different sizes all over it, floor, ceiling, you know, walls, and a blue light, blue lights in it, you know. And then you go into it, and all they had people who were dressed up in these white bodysuits with polka dots, and they were up tight against the wall. And you wouldn't notice them, and all of a sudden they were like coming out. You were just like, "Whoa!" Oh, that's great. That's it really was, great. It was, it was so subtle, and yeah, yeah it was brilliant. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. That was a fucking great effect. Have, have you ever? Say that again. It was so simple, you know, for what it was, but it was brilliant. It was so effective. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, what were you going to ask? I was going to ask you if you've ever done psychedelics on Halloween. Hmm, hmm, hmm. No, I can't say that I have. One of the most prominent experiences, Halloween experiences I had in my life was my friend Stephen and I, uh, and my friend, uh, who shall remain, remain nameless because he's still alive and I don't know if he wants his name and things like this. We <laughs> we took acid and we, we got dressed up with face paint and we got on a bus and we sat at the back of the bus and we rode the bus back and forth to the end of its destination and the beginning of its destination till it was all over oh my at God. 2 in the morning. And we were tripping so hard and laughing and like, cause, and people were getting on the bus and they were dressed up and we were in the back and we were all. <laughs> <laughs> that is was this fun. in the East Bay? Yeah. It was the 51 college Avenue, which goes all the way to the Berkeley pier and then all the way down to the um, downtown Oakland and back. And so oh, wow. I think it takes a while. We only made like two, two, three trips, I think. And, we got on in the middle. So we got off in the middle too. And you know, what I think is awesome about that is the bus driver never decided to kick us off. I think now, right. They probably kick you off at the end of the line. Hmm. Hmm. But back then it was like, Oh, this is fun. It's the, it's the seventies. Maybe not. Like they may not go on Halloween night. They may just let it go. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Were you guys like menacing? No, no, no. We were fun. And we were, we, you know, anyone that got like freaked out or whatever, we, we didn't, we didn't pr- push. Right. Right. If, you know, uh, as far as I can remember. <laughs> we're on acid and you are a teenager. Yes. Yeah. I saw, um, that explains a lot. Yeah. I do appreciate the live streaming that happens with these social platforms now. And there's people who live stream from the universal Halloween nights where they have all these mazes and people out, you know, in I've never seen or done that. That looks fun. It is fun. How do you find that stuff? Like go to, I primarily do TikTok streaming. So you just, when you go on TikTok and, Live stream. If you, you you scroll through, and there will be a live stream of someone, you know, at Disneyland or Universal. And there's this one brigade at Universal with all these people. They come out and they just stand there and they're frozen. There's like 14 of them, you know, lined up two by two, and they just stand there totally frozen. And then this guy on stilts comes out, and they're all macabre looking, and um, he blows a whistle and all the 14 have chainsaws and they fire them up and just start running to the crowd, man. And you're just like, Whoa. that's hilarious. Again, yeah. it's right up your alley, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> and like, Oh, cause I told you, remember there is one, it's the scarecrow maze at universal. That is too macabre for me. Oh, that's that one, right. That one is too dark <laughs> unfortunately now we won't be able to do a halloween episode well we still can <laughs> this one has become all about that but um it's funny because uh it'll be on a monday so oh that's can, right i have an idea but i won't give it away we'll talk to art about it i just got a brilliant idea about what perfect perfect all right yeah, this is great um all right. and it doesn't involve taking acid 
<laughs> it does involve face paint for our audio podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. Hey, you know, we could do a recording on a bus. <laughs> we, we have Zoom mics. You know, I, I lived that. I, I don't, you know, you got to go forward. You got to do something new. You got to do the unexpected, uh, thinking off the top of your head. I think, I, yeah, I think recording on a bus could be interesting. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'd be pathetic. It's a Greyhound bus heading to Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, I remember those boho buses, the green tortoise charters. That, oh, yeah. That would be fun to do like a, a Halloween bus charter. Yeah, that would be our around. friends' party bus. Oh, uh, yeah. Like our friends are all too old. They'd all be like, well, hey, anyone want some kombucha? Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to no, I think we have enough today. friends that would push things, you know, like I could think of a handful of people that intermixed with everyone else. Things would get crazy. Yeah, there we go. Let's do it. All right. I like the idea. Yeah. And we can head to that spot in um, San Rafael that I know about where, yeah. where they block off the street. Is that where uh, Squid Games was? Yeah. And uh, if we're going to take a party bus and they're going to block off the street, you can imagine what havoc we could wreck. Yeah. Good havoc. Happy it just reminded me of some of the, the mobile art pieces they have at Burning Man that I see that are pretty Ooh. wild. Art cars. Yeah. All right, well, we've kind of exhausted this subject. Let's move on to the big surprise, which I telegraphed earlier, which is that um, I, on my hike this morning, I had this inspiration that Greg and I would enter into the dangerous world of improv, that unknown place, that unguided, unscripted attempt at funny business. Improvisation. Yes, and every actor's training ground and every comic's dread. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just making shit up. It's improv. Anyway, so we, we promised we would start with a couple rounds of um, a crazy word. So you're going to make up a word that sounds somewhat like it should be a word that isn't a word, and then I'm going to give you a definition, and then vice versa. Okay. A postable. That's when you put a stamp on the garbage that you get back from Postmates and then put it in your mailbox. <laughs> Postmates. What is Postmates? It's one of those home food delivery services. Oh, okay. Are right, you ready? All right. Um, Flucinctity. Flucinctity. That's when you and your mate get sick at the same time. Yeah. Let's do another round. All right. <laughs> um, brandical. That's when every week at the same time you do something random. No, brandical, like a brand, B. Oh, I thought it would, okay, brandical. It's a frozen dessert that looks like your favorite logo. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Soap conscious. Soap conscious? That's compound word. That doesn't count. I got to do better. Yeah. <laughs> Soapcious. Conspectacular. Conspectacular. Conspectacular? That's when you orgasm by yourself. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you want to do another round before I move on to the um, improv parts? Sure. All right, one more round. You're up. Um... Spoonage. 
spoon itch is where you use a spoon to scratch that just that part that's so hard to reach. <laughs> All right. It also has yeah. a second um, definition. But what's that? Spoonage is when you're in between two women, spoon in the spooning position. Spoonage. Yeah. It's also a, um, a vegetable that gets caught between your teeth that's made out of metal. <laughs> a vegetable made out of metal. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, here we go. have won. <laughs> um, spaghetti loaf. Spaghetti loaf. <laughs> that is unfortunately someone who tried to make a meatloaf with pasta. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, do we go one more round or do we move on? Uh, let's, I like these. Should we do right. one more? One yeah. more. Okay. One more. Um, banana. Can you spell it? B A N A A N N E R. That's when you put a piece of fruit in your pants to make it simulate an erection. Nice. See, I'm not the only one who brings us to that side of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm playing, man. I'm playing full out right now. All right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> coming up with a word, brain's ticking, coming up empty. I know, man. It's not um, so easy, is it? It's, it, oh, um, getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, How about death's turn? No, it's my turn. No, but now, yeah, it's your turn to put the definition to death's turn. Wait, but I just did a definition. Yeah, well, you're doing another one now. That's improv. Death's okay. turn. Death's turn. That's when everything that's led up to your... Um, in your to the moment in your life story pointing you towards that huge triumphant heroic moment takes a turn and you end up in a ditch as a drunk with no money that's beautiful destined that boy was destined from the start (laughs) (laughs) okay um your word last round right yep spoofy spoofy Mm mm-hmm that is a real word, isn't it? Okay. That play had it was very spoofy. <laughs> there were a lot of spoofs in that play. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of the definition before I thought of the word, so maybe I, I didn't do so well. Why? What was the definition you thought of? Of um, uh, a cinematic experience that was unreal, and it was just it was spoofing itself, spoofy, like airplane. Yeah, spoofy. That's that's what I meant. Spoofy. Yeah. That would have that would have been a good one. Spoofy. Yeah, but I called it I goofed, and so it was a spoofy. Yeah. Spoofy. <laughs> uh, the movie Airplane is a perfect movie to define spoofy. Yeah, we go. There we go. See, that's the danger of improv is you can go down these these places, these flat places. But the beauty of that is that that means the next thing has the potential to be even more fun yeah. or even more worse. Yeah. Just or be worser. a improver. <laughs> worser. Yes, sir, worser. All right, so then we're going on to the next phase of this that I, um, and I'll just take credit and blame all at once for this. <laughs> I, I was the one who proposed this to Art, and so um, we're playing along. The next scenario we're going to do is each of us is going to describe a character or character traits that the other person has to act from and then we're going to take turns picking a scenario. So to start with, I'm going to give you a character and you're going to give me a character and I'll give you the scenario and then we'll switch roles and you get, uh, we'll, we'll switch it up. Sound good? Okay. I don't completely understand, but. All right. So here's how I'll, I'll explain I think it. It'll work. I'm going to give you an embodied notion of someone to be. Okay. And you're going to give me one. Okay. 
And then I'm going to give you a scenario where those two beings interact. Okay. And then you're going to give me a scenario on the next round. So that way we don't have one person generating all the silliness. (laughs) All right. So who am I supposed to be? You are pure evil. Okay. Is there more data there? Is it just pure evil? Pure evil. I think that's enough. If you need more, you could just like devil personified. Okay. Evil. Gleefully, gleefully evil. I'm gleefully evil. Okay, good. I got it. And then you are Bobby, the 15 year old nerd who couldn't catch the ice cream truck that is now lost wandering the streets. And here's the scenario. We meet at the dark at seven 11, just as the lights go out and lights, camera action. Hello, little Bobby. (laughs) Uh, Hello, old man. (laughs) It's dark here, isn't it? Yeah, I just came to get some ice cream because I missed the truck. I thought I'd get it here. What are you doing here? I turned off all the power so the ice cream would melt. (laughs) That was very nice. Not a very nice guy. You know, you're not very nice either. You didn't ask me my name, but I knew yours. <laughs> I don't want to know your name. <laughs> I feel sad. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, dear. Add scene. <laughs> okay. Now it's your turn. Oh, no. I'm struggling with this. What? I'm struggling with this. Well, lighten up, dude. Straighten, <laughs> up, straighten up and fly awkward. Okay? All right. So I'm going to give you a character. You're going to give me a character, and then you're going to set the scenario. Okay. Reverse angles. All right? <clears throat> okay. You're a tall, willowy, blonde female who is incredibly smart, but tired of everyone just noticing that she's smart and wants them to notice that she's hot. <laughs> oh, Julia Roberts with her hair hey, Don't get into an explanation now. That's just who you are. That's your character. <laughs> Give me a character and a scenario. Think about how much fun you can have with this. All right. You're um, a double divorced 58-year-old who hasn't had a job in a month and a half, and you're coming to me to see if I will let you stay in your house because you don't have rent for the second month in a row. Okay, and where are we? What's our location? You're at my front door. Got it. And lights, camera, action. Yeah, just a second. Hello? Oh, my God. What do you want? Well, I just, I came because... I knew that I would have to have a really good explanation. You're, you're so smart. I, I just knew that it, I could, if I talked to you and I explained the situation to you, that you'd be willing to help. This situation is really fire. I'm, you know, you know how I lost my job and I'm divorced and I'm, I'm paying alimony to two different women. So I was hoping, you know, that you might be able to give me a break on my rent. I think you've had enough break. All right. You're out in two weeks. Oh, please. Is there anything I can do? Anything no. at all? I'd, I'd be happy. I mean, you're so no, smart. You, you can think of something. Happy. No, I can't think of anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. You're not going to get make me live out in the cold, are you? Yeah. Just think of how cold it will be. Um, you know what? I'm, thinking, okay? I'm tired of thinking in this life. All right. I've decided to get a lawn on my good looks. 
You want to get along in your good looks? Well, I think you look great. Yeah, unfortunately, you have nothing to offer. So get the fuck off my porch and move out of my house. And scene. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas to all and an all a good night. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Okay, you give me a character, I give you a character, and then I create a scene. Here we go. Round three of improv with the moped outlaws. Oh my gosh. Episode 70. We've never been funnier than this, which isn't saying much. <laughs> I think we have. Um, you're a stoic six year old Republican judge. 60 year old Republican judge. Yep. Very stoic. Very. Yeah. Okay. Very Republican. Okay. A Cheney kind of a Republican. But I'm a judge. I'm a federal judge. Yep. Right. Okay. And you are a former Marine who's turned social activist who is appearing before me in court and has to plead for uh, clemency so that you don't go to jail for 20 years for violating some federal laws about attacking the, the, uh, the, the courthouse. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I have a case. But you're still going to plead for leniency and, and hope. What does clemency mean? Uh, clemency is that guy down at the gas station with the um, the uh, grass between his teeth who is really kind to you. And I have to plead for him? <laughs> no. I was just making it the word thing again. Clemency is, a, clemency is where you ask the, the court, even though it could really send you to jail forever. It, you ask the court to give you, you know, leniency and, and you plead the, all the positive things that you've done in the hopes that, that each positive thing will add up to a lower sentence. <clears throat> all right. Are you ready? <clears throat> so your honor, you've heard all, all rise. Oh my God. We have rules in this courtroom, young man. You'd be good to know about the rules in this country. It says here you're a former Marine. I thought you knew better. I do know better, Your Honor. What have you got to say for yourself? I have to say that I believe my years of service for this country should be thought of as you make your decision and I asked the court for clemency when. And what do you think those years of service are worth? What you did was you kind of violated all of that. You kind of threw that all in the toilet. I believe that I was standing for what this country believes in and what the Constitution was written for, that every individual has the right for the pursuit of happiness. And I was fighting for the people who don't have the ability to pursue happiness the way you, Whitey, do. Well, let's pursue some happiness right here. Like, if you want some clemency, why don't you do like a little dance? No, I'm not going to dance for you. What you're saying is you'd rather go to jail than dance. (laughs) And scene. Oh, oh, these are hurting. I know. You got to loosen up, man. You're playing them too straight. You're a good actor, right? And I get it. But and, and you fall right into the role of drama. But you have to remember, this is comedy improv. Well, it takes two to comedic. Oh, right. I'm just the straight put man. Put it on me. I'm the straight man. <laughs> You're just hiding. You're hiding. Come out. Come out wherever you are. <laughs> All right, we're going to try this one more time. Uh, I know. it's It feels heavy. Try to lighten up. Like I said, straighten up and fly awkward. Okay? Try again. Now, you give me a character. I give you a character, and then you give me a scenario. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> hmm. You're the Wicked Witch of the West when she was 22 years old. No. 
You were just ready to say no, no matter what I said. I could just see you. You had that no in your throat, just lodged against your Adam's apple, just building energy. I should have held it for another minute and let that no just really build up. My cheeks hurt. I'm laughing so hard. I don't. Th- I don't even care if you guys are laughing out there in audience land, but I'm having a good time. I know exactly. Right. right, we're having fun. Yeah, I think it's it's contagious. Anyway, so what? Who am I again? <laughs> You're the knights who say no. <laughs> I'm the nuns who say no. You are the nun. See, that wouldn't be a good. You are a nun. Okay. You are Mother Magdalene. Mother Magdalene. Okay. Who has been who's 86 years old and has been in charge of this all-girls school for the past 36 years. Okay, great. And now so I'm going to give you a character. A, I, I'm sorry. I've been part of been charged of the school for the last 36 years 36 and you're years. 86 now. Got it. So I started when I was 50. Yeah, being in charge of the school, all-girls school. It's an all-girls high school. Right. And you are um, a promoter who wants to rent the school for a rave. For a Marilyn Manson concert. (laughs) Well, rave, Marilyn Manson concert, whatever. Okay? And and you come to my office to offer um, me to make some kind of a deal. Ready? And lights, camera, action. All right, Mother, I think this would be good for the school. It would help put the school out in the community. I know that um, attendance has not been what it used to be. The- oh, you're right. We could use a little bit of revenue. It's been right. tough the last 30 years. So what the kids love is music. And if we have a nice music festival that will bring the school out into the community and I'll be promoting it. And the people will hear what the kind school. of music are you talking about? It's not that crazy rap stuff, is it? No, there is no crazy rap. It'll all be very, um, a lot of, uh, you may hear it's referred to as hip hop. Why should I trust you? You look a little sketchy to me, young man. It's in my best interest for this to go well. I want to keep doing this throughout my life. If things go wrong, that isn't going to go well for me. You know what's not going to go well for you is if you come over here and get smacked on the knuckles with this ruler. Well, you're just uh, a little strict, I think, for what the instance is called for. Well, you better start asking my questions better. See, so this is an all-girls school, right? Well, one of the acts I'm promoting is Marilyn. And um, that's Marilyn, a very nice Marilyn, girl. I, I, Mar- I've never heard of Marilyn. Yeah, it's, it's a great, that's a very nice woman's name, a young girl's name, Marilyn. And uh, this is a great act. I think it'll go well here at this all-girls Christian they school. They set a good example. For the oh, kids. very good example. Yes, I think that um, uh, the Lord Jesus' name is brought up many times, I believe. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, what and about, I think. What about seeing, makeup? They don't wear too much makeup, do they? Well, they they do wear makeup. They're performers. That's part of what the you know performers do. You, with all the bright lights, you need makeup in order well, for the future. Marilyn doesn't out. wear pants, does she? What? We want our girls to be in skirts. We, Marilyn doesn't wear pants, does she? Oh, all the girls will be in skirts, and Marilyn is um, in all. In fact, I think Marilyn might. Um, be part of a nunnery, perhaps. I don't know. Perhaps I've seen What's Marilyn. What's Marilyn's last name again? I want to look that up on the internet. Manson. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Get out of my office now. No. <laughs> you should just listen to one of the songs. Pull up Speed of Pain. Oh, I heard that song on a podcast once. No way. I'm not listening to that again. Mother, it's been a pleasure. I got to say. <laughs> I wish I could say the same and get out. Scene. Oh, dear. See, this is the beautiful world 
of improv, it can go so bad. And just when you think it's going to get better, it can go even worse. <laughs> it's beautiful. How'd that feel for you? Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to wash off that ancient character, all that wrinkly skin and pent up frustration. It's beautiful. I'm a method actor. You see, <clears throat> I know. I didn't know you had a nunnery, a nun suit in your office there. Yeah, it's a nun suit because there's nun suits. <laughs> hey, do you own a suit? Um, I own a couple. Do you really? With a Not tie? Not one with vests. I know vests are in now. I don't have any vests. I have a ton of ties, too. A ton of ties? Well, not literally, but I have a select group of ties that has been curated from a large group of ties that I no longer want. Wow. And you own, so you have two suits and a bunch of ties to go with them. Yeah. Wow. Damn. A couple of my favorites are really not cut. The, the ties are, they're styled from eras gone past and they don't match the current trends. So if I was, say, going to go to a funeral or, Let's say I was asked to come accept a very potent award, say, from the fun-loving comedians who coach society wanted to give me their Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, I would have to go get a new suit and a new tie, especially because my girth, it's like the earth. (laughs) My girth is like the earth. So you're saying your suits don't fit you? That's correct. They're too big or too small? Too small. Really? Thank you for thinking they were too big. Well, isn't your girth changing because of what you're going through? That's not what my girlfriend says. <laughs> and she should know. No, I haven't seen any uh, real girth changes lately. Hmm. But I, as you can see, I'm more exuberant, less depressed. And uh, I'm, I think I'm funnier. And not just in the way I look. <laughs> well, I've never known you to be a depressed individual, Mark. Well... Yeah, that's because I'm very good at hiding it. It's because I'm depressed when I'm alone. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? I think most people are depressed when they're alone. I wouldn't know. I'm never alone. (laughs) All of us inside. (laughs) There's Mark and Marky and Mark Aurelius and Mark Asaris. And Marky Mark. I know, I killed him. Ooh. Wasn't that the name of uh, that rapper who's now the actor? Mark Wahlberg. Well, Mar- the name. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. I used to Wasn't be it? Marky. That used to be my nickname. Marky? People who became my ex-friends as soon as they said it. Really? You didn't like Marky? Uh, I like it from certain people. Actually, my, my nickname, which I will now say, much to my chagrin... My one summer I spent hiking in the Washington wilderness and then staying at my grandmother's house in Montana. And we, she took us hiking and my three cousins who were 14, 16 and 18 at the time, women, young women uh, also stayed with us. And of course um, I was 12 and very, very much interested in in them in ways that I don't like to admit. Um, And they were, you know, mildly entertained by that. But they decided to gang up on me, and they gave me a nickname. And uh, uh, if you ask nicely, I will tell you the nickname that they gave. And if I don't ask at all? Nothing? Crickets. Recording stopped. <laughs>